Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 11, Episode 1, titled, Whatcha Unpacking? My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one silky co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I'm currently oozing... To Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Attitude Taylor. check! Fuck you, <laughs> I did not know you was going to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Taylor, we have a lot to get to right now. So why don't we do this? Why don't we just jump right into the show? Yes, we have a lot to cover today. I agree. We do. This week, 15 brand new girls walk into the workroom and check their attitudes. Vanjie hides from the other queens but quickly becomes one of the girls, and she and the other contestants participate in a photo shoot with some former contestants. For the runway, the girls have to combine their drag styles with the looks of some drag race legends. Miley Cyrus kind of spies on the girls, Silky gets on all of America's nerves, and we get a sneak peek at a new web series called Sist with Soju. In the end, Brooklyn Heights was named the winner of the challenge, leaving Kahana Montrese and Soju you in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Kahana was told, Shantae, you stay, while Soju was asked, the fir- asked to be the first queen to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Well, one thing I would like to add to your introduction sure. is that apparently Soju is the first queen ever to place 15th on the show. Mm, good Go Soju. Go Soju. So oh, Soju you know that. You know what? I got to tell you, I can't believe, I cannot believe I it's forgot not Soju. to do this. No, I, I can't believe I forgot to do this. I'm sorry. Breaking news. Friend of the show and After Buzz TV host Jay Ellis texted me this week and said the following. Let me actually pull that up. I was just showing a friend earlier today. He said to me... I had the same experience slash interaction with Soju as you did at DragCan. We stand together. Well, there you go. Yeah. For people who thought I was okay. lying. This Soju, what a sourpuss face on her. I, ugh, miserable. Miserable. And we haven't even gotten to her look on the runway. Exactly. A miserable human being. So, okay, two things that I liked about the episode and yeah. one thing I did not. Two things I liked about the episode. I just have to come up with just two things I liked mm-hmm. about the episode. Yeah. Only two. Not sure. one, but two. Mm-hmm. Two things. Um, I liked the challenges. Okay. I liked the challenges. I think that both challenges would have been better served to be both were maxi challenges mm-hmm. and given time to breathe a little bit. Um. And kind of a dovetail into that for the second thing that I liked was I always enjoy watching other 
the old contestants come back. Mm-hmm. All the, the old, the, the, the previous, you know, sisters coming in and welcoming the new, the new contestants into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll, that'll be one as I liked, I did like the challenges. Uh, I liked Miley Cyrus as a judge. Mm-hmm. I thought that she clearly loves the show mm-hmm. that she clearly gets it. Um, she seemed to be having a very good time and it's, it's always much more fun to watch judges that are clearly fans of the show versus ones that are there to promote something. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, the thing I did not like, I have a feeling we're going to be talking at length about the person that I did not like, which would be Silky. Silky's behavior this episode. How about you? Two things I liked. Um, you know what? Um, I actually did like the challenge. I like the photo shoot challenge. I think, you know, historically, I'm glad they're going back to that. I've always liked a photo shoot uh, for the first episode challenge. I've always thought that's a great first episode challenge. Um, and I don't even think they need to go as uh, extravagant as they do where they bring in each queen and they pose them. But I thought it was a good challenge. I thought the mini challenge was good. Again, I okay. wish they I wish they allowed it more time to breathe, you know, but like in other words, you could have eliminated I see, I wasn't a fan of the Miley Cyrus segment. Um uh No, undercover. I didn't say of the segment. I didn't say of the boy drag. You I said it was your was favorite judging. moment on drag race history. But we'll move <laughs> Ever. on. I Ever. Ever. I edited it out because I was so embarrassed if you're listening later. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't want to tarnish your show with Taylor saying that, but it was a ten minute uh, <laughs> ranch. No, it wasn't ran. It was a eulogy for um, uh, Miley Cyrus's segment. Anyway, the point is that uh, I thought it was a good mini challenge. I actually think it was a good maxi challenge too. I think the maxi challenge was good. I think this is exactly what you said, right? Yeah. But um, but I had no problem with it. Some of the because you know what it it actually even though they didn't make a big deal about it, it was kind of a, it was a design challenge. It was a creative sewing design challenge, which they haven't really done for a maxi challenge, not as often as they used to in the beginning, right? And so that was nice to see, and I thought it was a good way to bring it back and bring back the old queens and the you know to be honest with you, I think bringing back the old queens in the mini challenge and then the maxi challenge, even though thematically they work, I feel it was a bit much though. Does that make sense? So, like, it was, like, all, all these old queens on the first batch, and then more old queens coming back. It was just, it, it was all old queen, old queen, old queen. Former queens, former contestants, which is fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, second thing that I liked, um, well, I've said this before. There are actually some cute boys. I'm going to revise some of the things I said. Um, Brooklyn Heights is cuter than I thought once I saw her walking around as a boy. Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, Honey Davenport uh, was also, I thought, um, very, very cute as a boy. I didn't notice it the first time I had said that. Oh! Breaking news! As I promised last time, I spoke to friend of the show, Alex Lefebvre, who asked Honey Davenport directly why Monet Exchange doesn't have his uh, last name. It turns out, and then we I thought of a million cases where this is true. We should have just known this. When your your drag daughter does not have to take your family name. So for instance, Aquaria isn't Aquaria Needles. You know? Uh, okay. Violet Tchotchke isn't Violet Exclamation Point. You know? <laughs> oh so, god, I forgot that that's her drag mother. Yeah. 
So got Dax as her drag mother. So Honey Davenport responded directly to the question, saying, "Your your drag daughter does not have to take your family name." The one thing I didn't like, you know, um, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I did not like the way RuPaul looked in this episode. You mean for the runway look? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, girl, we're going to talk about that later. I have thoughts. I have critiques. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts. That's that not probably one of the worst outfits she's ever worn in the history of the show. Calling it now. Who are you calling? Rue okay. to the carpet. Okay. Very good. There's other two things we I like. Any other things you want to add to what I just said, what I didn't say uh, before we go on to the break? No, I, I think that it's it will be an interesting if this is indicative, if this episode is indicative of what the season's going to be like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a interesting season. Oh, very good. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. We'll be back right after these words. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. And we're back. After the workroom entrances, RuPaul entered the workroom to welcome the girls to the competition. She immediately launched into the week's mini-challenge, a photo shoot. Each of the girls took photos inside of a set made up to look like RuPaul's house. Well, quote-unquote house. (laughs) Even though I would love it if she had the pictures of former contestants all over her house. (laughs) As a surprise, a different former Drag Race contestant each each posed with a different drag queen. The girls were paired up as follows. Uh, Scarlet Envy was with Raja, and we're going to go over these. Sugar Cane was with Jasmine Masters. Honey Davenport with Manila Luzon. Raja O'Hara was with Ginger Minge. Vanessa Vangie Mateo was with Pheromone. Brooklyn Heights, Angina. Plastique Tiara was with Sonique. Soju was with Porkchop. Ariel Versace was with Eureka O'Hara. Nina West was with Raven. Mercedes Yaman Diamond was with Delta Work. Kahana Montrese was with Derek Barry. Akira Davenport was Kimora Black. Silky Nutmeg Ganache was Mariah Balenciaga. And Evie Oddly was with Adore Delano. Um, we'll come back to those. The girls were... Okay, but that, that. After all was said and done, Silky Ganache was named the winner of the challenge. Taylor, your thoughts on this photo shoot mini challenge? Well- as I said, I, I liked the idea of the the, the challenge, and mm-hmm. I also feel like this is something that could have been its own episode. Um, if if they're really going to do like Rue said, where they're going to have queens, this is going to be the season of returning queens, kind of everybody kind of coming back occasionally and popping up places, that sort of thing. Then this could have been something that could could have been next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I liked a lot of the pairing. I thought some of the folks that they brought out were people we haven't seen in a while, at least not on Drag Race proper, particularly Raja being the first one to come out. I thought it was very, very cool that we got to see Raja in something other than the fashion review. Um, it was weird that some of them they interviewed afterwards as far as how they thought the queen did, whereas other ones they just kind of burned through them really fast. Mm-hmm. And why I think this could have been a a maxi challenge for a week is that you could have had where each person got a segment, much like they do when 
the queens have to do, you know, for example, you, we were talking before we started taping, you played the famous BAM um, from Alexis Mateo, where they all had to do little um, promos for the USO. BAM! (laughs) So I think that they could have very easily done that and not only given each, given us a chance to get to know each queen a little bit more, but also brought back the queen, had a little bit of an interview where the, where the, where the, previous queen that said oh, i thought they did really great or they didn't know what to do with me the one thing that i thought of with vanjie where vanjie pretty much covered up pheromone and like had her where she was up it didn't make a whole lot of sense and i mm-hmm. think to have where there was a little interview about that and they could have they could have lengthened that out and that would have been enjoyable plus you also it felt very you wanted to know which queen was going to be returning next and I think they could have played that out a little bit and that people wouldn't have necessarily known. You would, I would have sat through a commercial waiting for the next queen to be revealed with, with the current contestant. So in short, I liked it. I would have liked it to have been longer. Just the name of my sex tape. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I was looking at this list of people who came out for this, right? Mm-hmm. Because they filmed this, for those of you who don't know, they filmed, they actually filmed it much earlier than usual, I think, to accommodate Rue's uh, television show she has coming, her filming schedule. So usually they film these in July. Uh, and they also filmed it backwards. So this was actually technically filmed before All-Stars. All-Stars 4 was filmed after season 11. Okay. And they started filming in season 11, like in early-ish May. Early to mid-May. Okay. Wow, that's really early. Yeah. They started filming in early to mid-May. Vanjie had to take a break to go to the finale. They had to stop okay. filming and they had to take a break um, to go to the finale. Okay. And okay. Uh, so what happened was, oh, you know what? Then it was like right after Labor Day. No, no, Memorial Day. It was right after Memorial Day because they had just started filming when she had to take a break. Anyway. Okay. Uh, and you can tell the people they had showed up. There are people, a couple of people, you know, okay, like for instance, Raven and Delta work, they do Rue's makeup and hair. Easy get. Okay. Yeah. Then you have Raja, who's there for Fashion Photo Review. She works for World of Wonder. Okay. Easy get. Okay. Um, I don't have an explanation for Ginger Minge. Okay. I don't. But let's go. Are you the- sure about that? Well, hold on for a second. Because okay. she'll just do whatever she does. Jasmine yeah. Masters, she wants to get on All Stars. Okay. Okay. Manila Luzon, she wants to get on All Stars. Pheromone, oh my god, she was telling anyone who would listen she wanted to get an All-Stars. Angina, she wants desperately to be an All-Stars, sadly doesn't get on. Right. Sonique doesn't make it to All-Stars, but she makes it on the Christmas special. Okay. Pork Chop, was Angina on the Christmas special? No. Pork Chop, was she on the Christmas special? No. Oh, see? But Pork Chop shows up to everything. Yeah. Eureka O'Hara, Eureka O'Hara will show up to the opening of an envelope. So right. that, that's not true. And Eureka O'Hara was in the Christmas special. She was in the Christmas special. Delta Work works for Rue. Derek Barry has made it very clear that she wants to get an All-Stars. Okay. Kamora uh-huh. Black would love nothing more than to get an All-Stars. And this, by the way, saying that she doesn't eat GMOs. Or they have GMOs like, bitch, you... <laughs> they are a GMO. So no, wait, she didn't say that. She said she doesn't eat anything with GMOs in them. Okay. She can't spell GMO. Yeah, true. Anyway, Mariah Balenciaga has made it very... In fact, I'm surprised Mariah Balenciaga hasn't been on. She does so much for World of Wonder. 
kissing their ass, sucking their dicks just to get on all stars. They have not put her on. And then maybe Adore- she's looking for an all star five. Maybe she thought she was gonna get an all stars four. And then Adore Delano. Okay, that's this is a whole sad conversation, but I don't know if Adore Delano is necessarily in the best place, or at least was then. You know. Okay. So, uh, and I feel that she's friends with them. They can get Adore, you know. But Adore's career has been suffering lately. Yeah, but isn't Adore also an LA-based queen? She is. Yeah, she is. So, um, but Adore could be a whole conversation right there. I'm just saying, not all of them. Clearly, Adore doesn't need to. She doesn't want. We know she doesn't want to be on All Stars. You know, Uh, Ginger was already on. But um, a lot of the queens I think were doing a big, a big favor to uh, World of Wonder. And, and by the way, after you do look, look, listen to this, Raja, Jasmine, Manila, Ginger, and then it, it, it strangely suffers for a while. And then it's Farah, Angina, Sonique, Porkchop, Eureka, and then you get Raven, Delta, and then it's Derek, Kamor- Kamora. Kamora is one I didn't get. Kamora is one I didn't understand. Is anyone looking for Kamora? And then you always want to end strong, so you end on a Dordalano. Yeah. You know? So, uh, it was it was not pretty. Um... But other than that, it was fine. Um, I never, I will say, I never understand on the photo challenges how they choose the winner. Silky's was good. I think what they, I, they didn't make a big deal about it, but I think it was, they were also judging how well you directed the queen. Right. That that was kind of, I thought, more of the challenge was to, because somebody in the beginning didn't really know what to do with their, when, whoever had Delta. Mercedes. Mercedes didn't seem to know what to do with Delta and Delta and like Delta was trying to help her as far as, do you want me to do anything? Do you want, and mm-hmm. Mercedes just seemed lost. Yeah. Which uh, I also get it's their first day. Yeah, and by the way, you're be very overwhelming, but also you look, let's think about this to, just to, to give it to, because you have to understand there are some Queens like Soju and uh, obviously Vanjie and, um, Ariel Versace because of her wig business, which I know is a big deal. Like some of these queens, all Nina West, they already work with these queens in some capacity. This is not, uh, not this is not impressive, but it's not as intimidating. But you have some like Mercedes Iman Diamond, who's from Wisconsin. Yeah. And she's like, all of a sudden, you're on RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul is standing right there, and you have to tell Delta work who you know does RuPaul's hair, where to go? Yeah. It must be very, very intimidating. Well, and I think it was Akira. Who was Manila with? Akira? Manila was with, no, Manila was with Honey Davenport. Honey, but, and she said, this is my drag niece. This yeah. is my adopted drag. So, I mean, some of them, yeah, there there was clearly a, well, also, there was a connection there. Well, also, Akira was with um, Kimora Black, but um, also you have, um, where is it? Oh, Kahana Montrese is a Vegas queen. Derek Barry is a Derek Vegas Barry, queen. That was another one that I thought, well, they probably know each other. Because yeah. I would assume, Derek, did Derek and Coco used to work in the same show, right? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, because Coco does Janet, right? And Derek does Britney. I don't know. I'm yeah. sure some of these people from, you know what? This Sir Fetch 97 in the chat room, he's from Vegas. He might know. Okay. Anyway. Um, all right. Is he from Vegas? Sure is. Sir Fetch 97 lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. Why, Taylor? Does that excite you? Why d- <laughs> everything about Sir Fetch excites me? But I thought Sir Fetch lived in C- Seattle for some reason. Nope, that's where former boyfriend of the show Aiden Deem lives. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, glad I could pick at that scat for you. All right, no, it doesn't bother me. In fact, I owe him a phone call today. Today uh, was a day of the ex boyfriends, 
Aiden called me and Cameron texted me. All right, moving on. Back in the workroom, the girls got to see each other out of drag for the first time. Brooklyn Heights and Vanjie seem to have the hots for each other, while Soju has a crush on Scarlet Envy. After the boys removed their drag, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. The girls need to create their own legendary looks using the junk in the trunks of some legendary queens. Earlier, the pit crew had walked into the room with some steamer trunks labeled with the names of drag race royalty. Because Silky Ganache had won the photo shoot, she assigned each contestant with a box. She assigned them as follows. Silky got Peppermint. Scarlet Envy got Violet Tchotchke. Akira got Bibe. Evie got Alaska. Soju got Kimchi. Ariel got uh, Laganja Astranja. Brooke got Detox. Kahana got Katya. Raja got Kennedy. Mercedes got Bianca. Nina got Thorgy. Remind me to talk about this Thorgy costume they had there. Sugar got Sharon. Plastique got Sasha. Honey got Ben. And Vanjie got Valentina. Tana the Latte Boy, your thoughts on just the, just the actual concept of the challenge itself and sort of the reaction to getting those boxes. I, the, the, the idea for this is a great idea. Again, it brings back to the history of the show and that it seemed like there was a wide selection of different types of queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the choices seemed a little odd for mm-hmm. Silky to choose, but I, you know, I, my first thought was to give Evie Sharon versus Alaska, even though I know that's sort of within the same family of type of queen. Mm-hmm. That was one that stood out. Um, but some of them made sense. Nina with Orgy. I mean, Nina strikes me as somebody that could be very clown-esque mm-hmm. when needed to be, sort of with that comedy type, and that's something that Thorgy likes to think she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fact that they they were telegraphing when Plastique was saying, give me Violet, give me Violet, give me Violet, that she was never going to give her Violet seemed a little... And they kept flashing back to her. Mm-hmm. Just seemed... I don't know if we're setting up a storyline for later on or if that was just lazy editing on the producer's part. I think they were trying to make something dramatic that wasn't very dramatic. <clears throat> yeah. Like handing out boxes. Because she le- she landed... Because ultimately, I could see if it was interesting if, like... Then they gave her uh, Bianca or something like that, you know? But yeah. she landed up getting um, Sasha Velour, who she did a great job with, just as stylish. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good idea for a challenge. I actually think Silky, and she said this in her confessional, she wasn't trying to fuck anyone over. She wanted someone to do the best they could do, and I think she did a pretty fair job. Would you have made any changes? How would you have done it? Let me see here. Like, Silky, do you think she should have taken Peppermint? Do you think that was a good choice on her part? Yes. Okay. I do. Scarlet with Violet Tchotchke. Yeah, that makes sense. They're both kind of that. They both have that sort of 50s glamour or 60s glamour style as far as their makeup and hair goes. So that makes that makes sense. It's so funny. Someone on Reddit said that Scarlet looks like Pearl and Tammy had a handsome baby. Yep. Uh- you saw that comment? It was so funny. I didn't see that comment, but when I see... I, I tried very hard in the Meet the Queens episode to not do the she's this season's whatever, but I definitely get very much a Pearl vibe from Scarlet Envy. Only with a little more personality. Well, she's have to have one degree of personality to have more personality. Well, that's... Um, yeah. I think with Scarlet, I actually thinking about what I know about her, I think I would have probably gone with like, um, I'm looking at here. I think I maybe, I was thinking this, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm thinking I would have gone with Katya for her. I don't know why, but there's something that seems screams Katya 
with, okay. with her. Uh, what about Akuria? Akuria had BB. Oh, she did a who? great job with that. Akuria had BB Zahara Benet. Well, I mean, yeah, she did the wig. Sure. I mean, she did a good job. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Evie had Alaska. Would you give? Would you have given her Alaska? I would have given her Sharon. Interesting. Soju had kimchi. Little on the nose. Yeah, little. Ariel had Laganja Estranja. Um, that one didn't necessarily work for me. I mean, as far as who you would give to that, I would give somebody that maybe was a little lighter, like in personality, mm-hmm. rather I, than Lagan. Like, because Laganja's personality was so heavy-handed with the whole "Yes, Mama God slay." That I would have probably picked somebody else. But I'll else. be honest with you, looking at this list, I don't know who I would have given Ariel. Ariel, sorry. Who's, le- who's left? I don't know. I'm looking at the list, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> Brooke had Detox. Would you have given Brooke Detox? I mean, she won. But- I think she won, so obviously it worked for her. But I think that Brooke looks like somebody who is very tall with strong fe- facial features, which Detox is known for that. So, I, yeah, that, that one makes sense. I might have given her. I don't. I think it's a good one, but I might have given her Thorgy. I might have given yeah. her Thorgy. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then, if if you're switching people, then just. I mean, I know you could get into this if we're switching everybody. Nina and Detox wouldn't be a good match. Of course, Nina and Thorgy wasn't a good match, but. Uh, true. Uh, Kahana and Katya. Well, I would have given Katya to somebody else. Kahana, who would I've given her? Hmm. See, I don't know if there's anybody on this list that I would have given Kahana. What would have been funny if she had a box would have been an Alyssa Edwards box. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, let's see here. Raja had Kennedy. I'm seeing if there's anyone interesting. Nina, would you have given her anybody different? Nina. Nina had Thorgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have given her somebody different. I just, I'm not sure who. Just because it no no that's not true Nina I just got done saying Nina because Nina is sort of got that you know clown personality as far as her look mm-hmm. and I think that Thorgy that that makes sense all right let's move on later in the workroom the girls open the boxes and play with the contents Vanjie is nervous that she won't get a chance to redeem herself Soju is making her first dress and decides to go with a shapeless traditional Korean gown despite Vanjie's warning to avoid that type of silhouette meanwhile Nina knows how to sew but recognizes she's not very good at it while Kahana Montrese feels she can perfectly combine her style with Katya's because they have so much in common Taylor your thoughts on everything that happened in the workroom I left intentionally left all things Silky out. Silky's going to get her own segment. So, okay. Yes, I know Silky was a part of this, but. Yeah, cares. okay, good. I was going to ask, because that's something where we're talking about Silky now. Um, the the whole thing of where Soju doesn't seem to know what she's doing versus Nina not seeming to be, Nina seeming to be overwhelmed was very interesting because you have Nina where Nina is known to be a very seasoned queen. And we also talked about on meet the Queens, whether she thought wondered if anybody would know who she was. And then it was talked about Mm -hmm. in this segment that somebody said she is a legend. She is a legend in our world. So Mm -hmm. obviously there are people that do know who Nina West was. Um, The one with Nina was harder to watch than Soju because I think Nina, I can only assume 
sort of figured I've got this, I've got this covered. I know what I'm doing. And then immediately recognize just how different this show is than maybe what she was expecting, Mm -hmm. which you hear a lot with Queens when they walk on, they said it was so much harder than I expected Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But we, that's with Queens that people have never really heard of before, other than in their local hometowns. Mm -hmm. Nina is somebody that's known nationally. Mm -hmm. So to watch her go through that, I think was a little harder to see because she just seemed so overwhelmed with she didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. The soju thing, I, again, if you've got somebody, if you have somebody like Vanjie going, you're not forming a shape. Do trust me on this one. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to have some sort of shape mm-hmm. other than just be wrapped in tool. Mm-hmm. And you're not paying attention to that. You sort of deserve to go home. Interesting. You know, she is the one person, you know, they talked about this in untucked. Um, where they say, you know, she is the one person in the room that knows what this process is like and kind of what the, the judges are looking for and what, what it's like to be eliminated. So if she can give, if you are not listening to her, you know, and she's not saying something that sounds like she's trying to fight, because it's not like she was saying, girl, you should just wrap yourself in tool. They'll love that. Mm-hmm. That's different. She was saying, trust me, this isn't going to work for you. You're going to want to do something else and you don't do it whatever girl bye yeah which is you you had her pegged for miss congeniality i know i know i know and and i she didn't seem like a horrible person on the episode she just seemed very i don't know what i'm doing yes it's it, it, she, she seemed very much of somebody that we will I don't want to say make fun of, but when we talk about classic Queens and we say things like penetration and the princess Mm -hmm. and Nicole page Brooks, Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that Soju is going to be added into that Mm -hmm. group of Queens. Mm, Interesting. Donna sugars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, I want to comment here. I'll probably forget to talk, comment on this on the main stage. Uh, Kahana Montrese goes in this huge thing in the workroom where she says, you know, like, there's so much I have in common with Katya. That we're both gymnasts. Uh, we both do this. We both do that. Like, and then she, I'm more this, but she's more that. But we have all this in common. Then she gets in the main stage and she's in trouble and she's crying and she's like, I'm, well, the problem is that I'm more of a this kind of queen and Katya is this kind of queen. And I'm like, wait a minute. You just said a day ago, you said we yeah. have so much in common. Ugh, the, the crying and the excuses on this show were unbelievable. Yeah, I wanted, I would like to talk about that at length towards the end of the episode. Because I oh, kind of have some, I have some, I have some thoughts to sort of sum up, kind of also incorporating untucked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I used to have. Uh, I don't want to try and find it now, but I don't have it labeled. But I used to have RuPaul say, "I don't want to hear more goddamn excuses anymore." Um, I feel like there's going to be. A, I don't want to hear any goddamn excuses. Well, look, this, this is this is a rumor, but it doesn't have any spoilers attached to it, so we're safe here. But there's a rumor that at some point in the season, producers took the girls aside and were like, "You guys need to fucking step up," because right now we're in season seven territory. Right now, by the way, I I know I I'm one of the believers that season seven got a bad rap, but that the rumor is that they told the girls, "Do you want to be the next season seven? Step up your pussy." 
like that they've yeah. got a talking to. Um, I also like that Ariel had a Laganja Strange and she was working out of the table. That was a cute moment, too. Mm-hmm. They kind of just kind of glossed over. All right. Uh, Talk about Miley Cyrus. Pop superstar Miley Cyrus went undercover as a sound man in the workroom. She was recognized almost immediately by Silky Nutmeg Ganache, who carried her around the workroom singing Wrecking Ball. Miley talked briefly to the girls before heading out to get ready for the judges panel. Silky Nutmeg Ganache, uh, throughout the episode, managed to get on everyone's nerves. Silky needs more fabric, despite the alarming fact that she's standing in front of the fabric wall. Instead of working on her dress, <laughs> Silky gets on everyone's nerves. When she tries to do an attitude check, the response is icy, to say the least. Silky takes up Miley's time and space. The girls start to complain among themselves that Silky is already getting to be too much. Taylor, I know you've been waiting to talk about Miley Cyrus in her segment. So, uh, what do you what what do you have to say right here, Taylor the Latte Boy? Okay, so is this where we're talking Silky talk? This is where we're talking Silky talk. You can talk a little Miley if you want to in the workroom. Okay. All right, something that I saw, mm-hmm. something is because unfortunately now I I go on Reddit. I don't yeah. look at spoilers, sure. I don't look at rumors, but mm-hmm. I definitely am on I'm on Reddit now. Joe Joe got me to drink the Kool Aid, and I'm on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And somebody said something that has stuck with me through, particularly through the Miley Cyrus segment. Sit down, Tubby. <laughs> Can you imagine? If Eureka had picked up Lady Gaga and swung her around like that, Mm -hmm. what would have happened? Mm -hmm. The, I get that Miley was being a good sport about it. Mm -hmm. That there was parts of that, that, that looked terrifying. Mm -hmm. She looked scared. Yeah. At what, when she, with the way that she, Mimi, I'm first at her and like picked her up and Mm -hmm. spung her in the room with her. This silky nutmeg ganache. Yeah. She needs to do some damage control in the next couple of episodes, or she's 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 in trouble. Mm-hmm. Molly, you in danger, girl. Cause the level of extra that she was far too much. <laughs> <laughs> just just not just, I, I, I don't I don't get it. Because we've all had, and I can I can say this as somebody where you get into situations when you're around new people and you're on. Okay. And you start to take it too far. You know, you start to get a little too bad up, 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 up. Mm-hmm. And the, you read the room and realize that, you know, when you're yelling the proverbial attitude check and nobody responds back mm-hmm. that, okay, I need to, I need to turn this down a notch. She seemed unwilling or unable to do that. And that to me is a problem for her. And it's going to be a problem for me to watch her because when she first came in, when she first came in with the cookie and she kind of threw out three catchphrases before she even got to the table, mm-hmm. I was kind of a little, oh, okay, we get it. You, you, mm-hmm. you want to have your catchphrase. You want to do that kind of stuff. But within the first couple of minutes of when they were all together, my husband and I would just roll our eyes every time she talked. And, and Babalu kept saying, oh, my God, shut up. And we're only getting little bits of that. And it's not like anybody is really, she's sort of like standing there, like yelling, everybody look at me, everybody look at me, everybody look at me. And rather than recognize, well, we're all busy doing something. We're just going to yell louder. We're just going to be more obnoxious about it. I, I, it's, she's, she's going to be a problem. Or they're giving her a really good story arc of where she'll figure this out. You know, where, where rather than, 
Whereas like, you know, she reminds me of Laganja mm-hmm. in some ways. And, you know, the difference is Laganja never really seemed to learn her lesson on the season. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're starting her off in that Laganja territory where she will get it and where eventually everybody will look at her and say, you got to stop because we can't take it anymore and she'll get it. You know, similar to All-Star 4, where Monique said to Farah, girl, I love you, but you're crying annoys me. Mm-hmm. You didn't see Farah cry the rest of the season. So if somebody can take her aside and girl say, girl, turn it down, maybe then we'll like her. Because there are people out there that really, really like her. And there are people out there that are defending her and say that she is enjoyable at brunches when she hosts them. And that, you know... That she, that she is a, a great queen. We're also seeing people that have a lot of problems with her out in different bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I said a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what your take on all of this is. Would you say that you took over and all the attention had to be on you? Just now? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, clearly. Okay. Because I pulled a cookie out of my bra and was eating it while I was mm-hmm. talking. Uh, look, here's the deal is people were in love with Silky Nutmeg Ganache. They were already crowning her after the Queen's announcement, right? Because I guess she performed really well during the interview mm-hmm. and was very funny and very likable. Um, from what I've seen, everyone's already turned on her. She's already taken to like even beyond Eureka level of extraness. Okay. Yeah. What's funny is in the, in the interim between that love and... And the premiere of the show, there was a drama. I don't know if you were aware of. I think it's even kind of still going on. It's probably died down by now. Between Shea Coulee and her husband and Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Okay? Something. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell. So sh- share with the children. Yeah. In a nutshell, I'll explain. Uh, in a nutmeg. In a nutmeg, I'll explain that Shay's husband is also puts on drag shows in, in the Chicago area and tried to book uh, Silky for to host a show. Silky wasn't happy with the price, turned him down. And she was performing in the state at the same time in another in the same in Chicago. And after her show, she and some friends went to uh, that club that night, that drag night that he hosts or runs. Uh-huh. And according to Shay's boyfriend, she was already, the show hadn't even premiered yet, and she was already pulling the let me in without a cover, me and my friends without a cover, don't you know who we are? I'm on season 11. And Silky came back with like a video and a whole social media response that this simply was not true. That this simply did not, is not how it happened. That he was mad because she turned him down because he only offered her $50 to do the show and that he was taking out on her. That she did go there, but that she hadn't, she was tired. She wanted to go home and that they just let her in with no cover because they recognized her. And so they went in. She took advantage of the hospitality and that she was so disappointed with the show that she went home. Well, she went across the street and got a sandwich, right? She didn't <laughs> even stay. And. I will say that before the episode aired, I was giving her the benefit of the doubt. I was sort of believing her over Shay's husband. But now having watched the episode, I 100% believe Shay and her husband. 100%. I think 100% everything that just happened, the way the husband said, happened. I think she pulled, I'm on season 11. Don't charge me a cover. I think everything that he said happened just based on her extra behavior. It was annoying. It was uncalled for. If I was as Miley Cyrus, 
I would have uh, jumped off of her and said, you're going home. I'm a judge. And we revealed myself and said, sashay away. Uh, I can't believe no girls have confronted her yet. That's been the most shocking part. And I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a big showdown in Untucked or in the workroom where basically there's going to be a come to Jesus talk with her. Like, bitch, you need to work it out. This is really annoying. And I wouldn't be surprised if she plays the victim and if she's like... No one likes me, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what her reaction is going to be. But this can't... I'll tell you what. If From an editing standpoint, if this didn't come to a head, the editors would be making the dumbest mistake of their life because it's unbearable. In other words, you know that they think it's annoying. So if, yeah. if it was that annoying, they would have limited it and, and then made it come out later in the storyline. But the fact that they're bringing... I think it's coming to a head very soon. I think she's going to get... Something happened to her where she she gets uh, where where for in real life there's an attitude check and during untucked they say and she learns the lesson. All right, um, over on Patreon, let me just tell you this: uh, this is gonna be a short one because because there's so much to say here. You can get this episode commercial free and uncut. Yes, the Patreon episodes are longer than what you get in the feed. You get like today. Um, Taylor and I did a whole segment on Hamburger Marys. I don't know why I'm doing the ads for Hamburger Marys on the Patreon show, but uh, to benefit from all this and all the shows, all the other 17 shows I have, head on over to patreon.com slash drag race recap and join at the $3 level. That's right, that uh, patreon.com slash drag race recap. All right, at this point, we are going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. And we're back. And now, Taylor, it's time for the looks. Um, oh, did I did I share the um, document with you? Do you have the looks in front of you? Do you have the looks? No, you did not share the document with me. But that's fine. I can I remember the looks from. The, okay, but what we're doing is we're doing it slightly different. Is we're only talking about the tops and the bottoms for right now, right? Yeah, that's all there is to talk about, Taylor. Hey. Yeah. I want to talk about tops. I could talk about tops all day. Like the kind that like the Jews have, like the, um, not the so-Jews, just regular <laughs> Jewish people. Uh, the dreidel, the dreidel, 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 I made it out made of clay. clay. The, the yarmulkes? What? The tops. Oh, the tops, like the spit. <laughs> oh my God. I thought you meant like Jewish hats, like a yarmulke. I'm, well, send your letters to Taylor. at <laughs> recap. Okay. Why don't I have my own email? Wait, what? What do you mean? Why don't I have my own email? Email? What are you talking about? Your own email where? My, my, I, I, in case people want to send me stuff. Do you want your own email? No, but I should have one. Do you really want one? Do we, we don't have at dragracerecap.com, do we, for emails? You could if you want, yeah. Would I have to pay for it? No, I would, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, you have to pay for it? Oh, then I want one. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's pay goes down $5 a month. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Taylor. I, th- I shared with you the document. It should have the looks in them. Okay. And is that it? where am I looking at that? Google Drive? Mm-hmm. I just shared it with you. I don't know where you On your email. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, I don't have my email open. Oh, well. Someone's not ready. Someone's so, not ready. 
Someone didn't send me the documental now. This never happens on All Right, Mary. No. No. Or What the Talk. Or What the Talk. Or... Never mind. You know, you know where this never happens? The other Hello Uglies. <laughs> You're right. It doesn't. Okay. Uh, I'm here in the looks. I got it ready. Okay, I'm still loading it. So you you start talking about the looks. I can tell you. I can tell you some stuff about it. Well, you're the one that chose the tops and the bottoms. This is your segment. I thought you meant the tops and the bottoms that were not the people that were safe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for my email to open up. Mm-hmm. So I okay. So the first one that was up in the in the of uh, the the people that weren't sent to the back was Plastique Tiara. Plastique Tiara's outfit was based on Sasha Velour, and it was her typical silhouette, or what she refers to as her signature silhouette, Mm -hmm. which was sort of a bodysuit that had a a long, flowy cape behind it. And she was Rose-inspired, which I've seen some people say that that really was more Valentina than Sasha Velour. Yeah, I agree. I thought the same thing. As far as her look. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty look. I think Plastic Tiara is gorgeous. She's very cute as a boy, but she's beautiful as a girl. And my hope is that we see something different. I have a feeling if she comes out in this same silhouette next week, Michelle is going to read her to filth. So I hope that we see different looks from her. But I, I it was, it was, a, it was a great. She looks great. Here's what I'm going to say. And now maybe this was in her box. I don't know. In her big furry mm-hmm. pink box. Okay. Don't you think if you were going to mix Sasha's look with yours, that fucking bitch wore a goddamn crown on her bald head every fucking episode of that season. The, the that's little, a the little great crown. point. Why wasn't there a little crown on her head? Yeah, that's a great point. Or just more with like, you know, I know that she had sort of the rose on her, but to have had something with rose petals where maybe she had something where rose she kind of threw rose petals around her mm-hmm. or something. I mean, that is such an iconic moment of the of the show and of who Sasha is. Mm-hmm. But you're right, the like the jughead crown that she used to wear all the time. Yeah. That would have that would have added to the look. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next, Taylor? All right, take the right. boot for you, sorry. Uh, she, she, uh, she was a toot. She okay. was definitely a toot. Mm-hmm. So the next look that I, or the next look on the line was Brooklyn Heights, who came mm-hmm. out like detox. She was in a dark navy blue latex bodysuit that mm-hmm. was highlighted with uh, neon yellow and or neon yellow or green. It it definitely showed up as sort of like an acid green, looked more like highlighter yellow on my screen. But I'm wondering if it was more acid green. I love this color combination just in life. And I love that it was very superhero inspired. So I thought she looked great and she definitely, I I think she should have won. So definitely a toot. She looks like a bottle of new West cologne from like the nineties. <laughs> Remember that? Cologne okay. But I like that aesthetic. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Toot for me. All right. So the next one up was Akiria. I'm watching the video right now, and Akiria hasn't come up yet. But uh, Akiria Davenport, who was wearing a brown bodysuit that, and she had five wigs done to her head, stapled to the top of her head, looking Mm -hmm. very um, anti-entity, Tina Turner, Mad Max Thunderdome. Um, I thought she looked great. She looked sort of like a showgirl 
in that sort of a uh, party, uh, like a circus pony girl. Mm-hmm. Um, thought it thought she looked she was really pretty, and mm-hmm. I liked I loved all of the hair on top of each other, particularly mm-hmm. the white hair at the top, which mm-hmm. gave her that kind of gave her that extra something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at it now; it's all brown and gold, and she looks beautiful. And I definitely give this a toot. All right, very good. I liked it. I, you know what? I liked it. every time. I've seen this episode multiple times. Every time I watched it, I liked it more and more. I think when I first saw it, I was like, Meh. and then by the time I was like, yes, bitch, work. So, yes, a big toot for me. All right. All right. So, next up on the runway, I believe, was Soju, uh, who came out wrapped in about 85 yards of tulle and then had a piece of fabric that she, it looks like she almost kind of super glued around her waist, mm-hmm. um, wearing flats because she apparently had tendinitis. The hair. Oh, is that what she was? I didn't get what she was saying there. Okay. Yeah, she was talking about tendon. I saw something where she responded on Twitter saying that she couldn't walk in heels because she had tendonitis, I guess, in her legs, as well as the uh, apparent cyst issue, which we haven't Mm -hmm. talked about yet. Mm -hmm. But she also had like overdrawn, overdone purple lips and red hair. I Mm -hmm. saw somebody on Reddit said she looked like if Kimmy Schmidt got stung by a bee. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I'm not taking credit for that, but I did laugh when I saw it. Yeah. Just, the whole thing was just a huge mess. And definitely, I would agree that this was, I would agree this was the worst look of the night. So mm-hmm. I would say this is a boot. Oh, uh, horrible. What's funny is you can tell from even when she's in the confessional with the producer, why would you tell a producer like, oh, I don't have to use any padding and I don't have to cinch. Oh, okay, yeah. now we have our storyline. Then you're going to be <laughs> at the bottom. Um, and it for the first one, and I don't know if I buy the tendonitis thing. I'm not lying. I don't think I buy it. I think she does oh. not. If she, I, I think I actually think people came down on Ariel Versace for asking her if she actually performed, and we saw this problem. And not because they're Korean, but because uh, Kim was an Instagram queen, she didn't know how to walk in heels because she didn't need to. And because mm-hmm. Soju does drag for these YouTube shows, she doesn't necessarily need to walk in heels. So I don't think she felt comfortable walking in heels. So I think there's this tendonitis. I was doing air quotes there that she has. Yeah. I don't know if I buy the bullshit. The difference is though with Kim Chi, Kim Chi turned out the looks. No, she did. You're right. Kim Chi right. was ju- Kim Chi was just amazing, and I think that while she definitely had the weird walk in heels and stuff like that, you sort of it became endearing that she couldn't walk in heels versus this dumpster fire of an outfit that Mm -hmm. Soju had on. So, okay, so next up is Mercedes Iman Diamond who has on a blue, again, a blue bodysuit. We're seeing a lot of bodysuits where she has um, like a, a floral pattern as a cape and as sleeves. Um, her makeup is completely different from the cheek up than the cheek down. Oh. It just just not not good. Somebody said she looked like a prostitute at SeaWorld. I believe uh, Carson said that, which went to see it. I forgot, I forgot who was she trying to, whose box did she have? She had, I could tell you that actually. Was it Bianca's? She had, oh, she had Bianca's. You think she was going to do a clown thing? She, I didn't get clown. I think Bianca had a, a dress with that pattern. Well, it almost looks sort of like the first outfit, like when she did like the tiki, the tiki party pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, it just the whole look was. If this was like a superhero inspired 
I might like this more. And if the makeup was done a little different, because I, I, I'm a big, I'm definitely a winter as far as enjoying though that color body of colors. Mm-hmm. So you would think I would enjoy this more than I did. And it was, it was honestly, it was forgettable. Mm-hmm. As we're sitting here, as I'm looking through the video, I totally forgot she was in the bottom. So that's almost more of a crime than the, uh, than the execution of it. So you want to hear a mean joke? Sure. Okay. I don't get it. <gasps> Joe! I told you it was a mean joke. Joe, that was mean. I warned you. I said I had a mean <laughs> joke. I said, Do you I was not expecting hear? that. Not nice. Not nice. If you want to oh. hear that whole joke, go on to patreon.com slash drag race recap <laughs> and join at the $3 level. I'm not joking. Patreon will get that joke. It's not going to go out on the air. Okay. Uh, any other looks? Uh, so next we had v- Vanessa Vangie Mateo, who came out dressed as Valentina. Um, she came out in a red lace, again, bodysuit with the with the cape at the waist, mm-hmm. had roses in her hair, and she had like pasties over her chest which i did not quite get mm-hmm. i was not crazy about this look mm-hmm. i don't quite get why it was one of the top four i think they were just trying to sort of redeem her mm-hmm. for the first episode back but if she was in the top four she was number four mm-hmm. she was she was very close to safe material for that mm-hmm. So I, 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 so I'm actually, I'm going to give it a boot. I didn't oh, like it. Oh, she gets a boot. Yeah. What do you think? I think the problem might be Vanessa. And what I mean is her, bo- she had, she, she has what, um, I'll bet you she used to be fat. I'll tell you why. I feel this will happen to me at the end of, uh, fat camp where I'm going to have a big giant head and a tiny mm-hmm. body. And I feel Vanessa has that. I feel she has a big, tiny, a big giant head and a tiny body. And so it, and so she has to be mindful of that when she does her outfits. I don't think she's aware of it. And so often she look. I think that's why the dress didn't work last time. I think often her proportions seem off if she's not careful. Yeah. Because she looked great when she walked in. But this one, again, I'm looking at the picture right now. She looks like a big head. It looks like a different body. Like a lollipop. Yeah. Like a lollipop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up is Nina West. Okay, Nina West. uh, With an outfit inspired by Thorgy Thor. She looked like a busted Bette Midler and a pepperoni pizza had a baby. Uh It's not, the wig is horrible. The makeup is horrible. The outfit with, I don't get what the little rosettes are supposed to be. They look Mm -hmm. like pepperoni on a pizza. It, the whole thing is just very, from how polished she looked when she walked in in the yellow outfit with the black, Mm -hmm. And the shoulder pads and everything to this is a huge letdown. Uh, where is the Thorgy in this? Where are the jokes? I, where are the Thorge? Where are the jokes? Um, the joke is the outfit. Uh, maybe the eyes, maybe the makeup. She was kind of trying to be inspired by that. And it's maybe because Thorgy often wears metallics and things that are very shiny. Maybe that's where she was going with this. But know. it's not good. And I appreciate the fact, though, that she gets that she was in that she should have been in the bottom and that she was not happy with the look mm-hmm. tears notwithstanding. However, 
I think she should have had to go up against Soju to lip sync. Interesting, because the people on Reddit have a different take, but go ahead. Okay, what are people on Reddit saying? Well, we can bring up this look, because I'm don't. i sure you don't have it. They felt that they would have totally swapped out Mercedes Iman Diamond with Silky Nutmeg Ganache. That's oh, Silky, Silky, oh. Yeah, well, we, we're not talking about the safe looks. I know. As far as, that, as, far as that's, that look that Silky had, Silky should have been in the bottom. She Silky sure absolutely should have been in the bottom, especially because people are talking that the top of the uh, the neckline was clearly safety pinned mm-hmm. and there was nothing hiding the safety pin. Mm-hmm. So I agree, but, but we're just talking about the ones You're that right. we have in front we of sure us. Are. In which case then, mm-hmm. if that's the case, if we're going by who the judges picked, mm-hmm. Nina should have been in the, Nina should have been uh, bottom two. All right. Very good. And who's next? Uh, next up is Kahana. Oh, Kahana Montreal. Kahana wearing her outfit inspired by Katya. I think that the, the sin in this is that it's boring. Mm-hmm. It's just where she kind of took a, I'm literally going to take half of my look and half of what I would consider to be a Katya look mm-hmm. and combine them. Mm-hmm. Rather than meld them together, I'm going to do where I almost look like I'm slit down the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's boring. That's really all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a boot. It's boring. It is weird that the stones don't go all the way up. Um, yeah. It's bizarre. And I hate to say this, and maybe this is the look she's going for. I don't know. It seems like she's showing off. I would love to know what she's trying to go for, is what I'm trying to say. Because it looks like she's trying to show off her manly arms, but it, it distracts from how pretty it makes her look manly. Now, maybe she's going for that. Maybe she's going for a gender fuck kind of thing. I don't know, but because she calls it like a hip hop whore. What does she call it again? Hip hop prostitute or something. That's what she calls her look. But, yeah. um, um, hip hop hooker. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but the point is like, she looks, I don't know. It's not a good look. I, I don't, I don't like it. No, it's it's not. Well, I mean, when she came in into the workroom, she sort of has that Cameron Michaels yeah. bodybuilder type where I mean, where she's solid. She's a solid dancer. So mm-hmm. she has a solid dancer's body. So I, maybe that is something where she's doing a little. I would almost say Evie's more gender fuck than mm-hmm. Kahana is. That's why. I'm, so then 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 I think she's failing. I think she's going for a showgirl. But then you got to cover up them arms if they're that muscular. Yeah. Remember J. Jolie didn't pick any, up anything hot, uh, bigger than five pounds? Yeah. So she had those little slender arms. Yeah. So, okay. And that's the main looks, but we got to talk about RuPaul's look. Sure. Go ahead. She looks like some weird Holly Hobby, Laura Ingalls acid trip. That The dress was wretched. The dress was absolutely wretched. And the hair was... She looked very and this is a word i don't normally use to describe rupaul she looked heavy and i don't mean weight heavy it's just the hair and the dress with the sleeves and everything she just looked like it all weighed it like it added 40 pounds of weight to her to like walk down the runway Mm -hmm. and it just was not it just was not a good look it was just it was i i don't know what happened here but i wasn't all about it at all like where we both went oh when she came when she came around the corner mm-hmm. before they did runway no it was, it was Whereas bad. the it last couple bad. of weeks where she's where it's all been legs and and little and you know the blown out hair and everything and she's been beautiful and so many people have been commenting positively about this mm-hmm. I, it sucks that 
we're seeing the because if this is going to be the theme of her season, the girls in trouble, mm-hmm. if because everybody seemed to be so feel so positively about the all star looks, mm-hmm. if they film this ahead of time, then she's in for a lot of critiques, a lot of not great critiques this season. Yeah, no, what about it, you? It wasn't good. No, it, it wasn't good. I, it, it was. I was <clears throat> very unimpressed with Rue's look this week. But look, they all yeah. can't be gems. Yeah, but I mean, she's kind of she's 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 the showcase. Yeah, you want her to you want you want to you want to root for all of the queens, mm-hmm. but you really want to root for Rue looking great because it's hard to take Rue seriously when she's wearing a ridiculous dress. That was a rough one. That was a rough spot in the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. That might be where she jumped the shark. Uh, all right, Taylor, I know those are the looks. Those are the looks. Those are the looks. All right. On the main stage, Soju, Kahana, Nina, and Mercedes were in the bottom, while Plastique, Brooklyn Heights, Akuria, and Vanjie were in the top four. On the judges panel, there was a lot of crying and telling of life stories, but it was Soju who talked about a leaking cyst that won the night. After that's the only thing she won. After the judges' <laughs> deliberation, Brooklyn Heights was named the winner of the challenge, while Soju and Kahana Montrese were forced to battle it out in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, Best of Both Worlds by Miley Cyrus. In the end, Kahana knew the words and Soju did not, thus giving RuPaul no other choice and ask Soju to sashay away. Uh, Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? Okay. Yeah. The lip sync was hard to watch. Hard to watch. Hard to watch as far as Soju's inability where she just, she looked like Vanjie did last season. When Vanjie had to lip sync, where Vanjie looked terrified mm-hmm. and Vanjie looked overwhelmed, Soju just had this look on her face of, I don't know what, I, how the fuck did I get here mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, between not knowing the words, it almost looked at one point like the, the skirt fell and she could, she was like kind of holding onto it to keep it from falling oh, okay. off. Uh huh. Um, you know, and then you've got Kahana next to her where she's doing backflips and she's doing yeah. very uh, – uh, Kahana was enjoyable to watch. I would almost say Kahana's lip sync was a very safe interpretation mm-hmm. of drag. It felt very – you know, and I use this phrase to talk about other queens, but it felt very Central Florida, little stage. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a lot of the big arm movements and we're going to throw out one flip that's going to make everybody scream and – we're going to kind of, when we walk, we're going to lean backwards. And it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't a great way t- to start a season as far as a lip sync goes. Yeah. Um, as far as the contestants as a whole and talking on Untucked, mm-hmm. there was a moment. Did you watch Untucked? I sure did. Hit on the latte boy. Okay. There was a moment where the safe queens were all in the back talking mm-hmm. or trying to talk. And then Silky was talking over all of them. And there was discussion about the future, their futures on the show. And by that, I mean their futures on the show past this mm-hmm. first episode, like where Silky is assuming that she'll be asked back for season 12 if she were to go home. And they're talking about which of them, you know, well, you know, if I end up back, if I end up on all stars. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. Yeah. And that concerns me as a listener and as somebody who, you know, watches the show with 
love because I want for the queens that are in it to be in it. And by that, I mean season 11. And not just looking at this as a platform, but looking at this as they want to win to be America's next drag superstar. Mm -hmm. So, and we've talked about that as the seasons have gone on, there has been more recognition that there are cameras. And there is recognition of the fact that what I do here will affect how people will think of me outside of, you know, and my marketability and my ability to get gigs, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The fact that this group of girls was talking about what what they're planning on doing with the show. I mean, Silky's first thing is I expect a spinoff. You know, yeah. like, like, that's like the first thing she says, hi, my name is Silky Nutmeg and I'm expecting a spinoff and I'm expecting a cooking show and I'm expecting all these different things. There's something about that that concerns me. You know, you and I kind of talked uh, earlier about whether or not this show has jumped the shark. Mm-hmm. And my concern is that we, we might be starting to see the top of a fin mm-hmm. and we might be starting to see where people are not on it to, increase the craft and increase the um to expand the expand the, the the realm of what drag is but they're just looking at it as a well even if i go home fourth i know that i'm still gonna at least book gigs mm-hmm. nationally and that kind of stuff and that makes me sad for the show i don't want that to be what this is and if that's the way these girls are going to be all season it's going to be a different tailor talking about this season than i have in previous ones Interesting. Well, you know, what's so funny is um, we also I'm going to get back to the Miley thing. Remind me to get back to the Miley thing before we go. But um, is we we saw the first signs of this back in season six. If you remember, Magnolia Crawford openly said, I'm only here for the exposure and all the other queens like judged her and side eyed her and thought that was so atrocious that she wasn't there for the competition that she was just there for the exposure. And now it seems the table has flipped. If if a queen said and untucked, I'm really just here for the competition. I don't care about the exposure. I think everybody would laugh in her face. So yeah. it shows you how much that has changed. Um it it's one of these things where yes, it and maybe that's why and maybe that's what we miss is it does seem nowadays, as opposed to like season six or and before, even season seven, is queens who are th- now they're there more for the social media um, boost that they're going to get, as opposed to actually winning the title of America's Next Drag Superstar. Yeah. And in, in their eyes, they've already won and they're already counting their riches. The problem, though, is they're adding to another pile. It, it, they don't they they don't see that the and I'm not I'm not predicting doom and gloom for the show actually I'm not I'm just saying the show has changed dramatically since v, since VH1 took over you know it's so funny one of our listeners musing Mark wrote on Twitter and 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 uh, tagged the show in, in it and it, he said he wanted me to expand or you to expand on the jumping the shark and when it happened and. I seem to remember us talking about uh, Sasha Velour's uh, big moment in season nine finale when she took the wig off and the rose came out. As did you say, were you the one that said that you thought that was the jump the shark moment? I might have, yeah, yeah. But you could also maybe point to and they happen around the same time is that when VH1 takes over the show and the tenor of the show, I think, kind of changes because Logo was fine. Just having, in other words, when world when Logo was on with the network, RuPaul just sort of ran, you know, all over 
logo. You know, she basically just ran that network. And so she was like, I'll do RuPaul's Drag Race when I do run when I want to do RuPaul's Drag Race. And they did it once a season and that was it. You know? Yeah. VH1 takes over and uh RuPaul now is doing all these all-stars and they're and they're doing a very VH1 thing where they're just going to run this show into the ground and just overexpose it until it's dead. They're going to suck all the life out of it. Now, yeah. I think there could be a while left before that happens, but before the exhaustion sets in. But one of the early things we're going to see is, you know, instead of 15 brand new queens a year, we're now going to see at least 30, maybe 45 a year. So your ability to stand out among the pack is going to be you're going to see diminishing returns from your exposure to the show now it's just going to become an assembly line of drag queens that they suck everything out of of them uh that they need and then just toss them aside and then that that leaves more queens for murray and peter you know there's a whole controversy right now going on with murray and peter who are producers they put on shows where they fired monet from this whole haters roast um, because she elected to skip one show to go to the Madonna to film a, a music video for Madonna, yeah, <clears throat> and um, the, and so a lot of the queens that responded talking about how horrible this Murray and Peter are. You're always hearing stories about how horrible they are, and um, and and, and you know that it, it, the only ones benefiting from all these queens are Murray and Peter, who they can just pick and choose, and they're going to be all these queens. In fact, someone said the reason. People put up with Murray and Peters because they're the ones offering work for all these drag race queens. There's there's nothing for them to do. You know, yeah. where, who's asking for Comora Black to perform? So she, it's almost like a drug. She needs to come back and essentially suck uh, RuPaul's proverbial dick so that she gets more airtime and hopefully pumps life into her career. It's, it's going to become really sad. And so what's funny is the people who were actually, actually benefiting from the drag race boost saw it as a competition and the people who think they're getting a drag race boost don't realize that all the pieces have already been given out and the inflation has set in and their their boost is worth a lot less than it used to be i want them okay my, well i mean go ahead. Go ahead. all right so so let's talk about that for a second we're in season 11 sure are right mm-hmm. who were the first three queens that went home on season 10 the first three queens that went home on season 10 Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, Calorie Kardashian-Williams, and... That's a problem. That's Dusty, a problem Dusty, that you can't... Oh, no, no, remember. no, 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 the, the Asian one. No, she went home this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what was her name? Oh, my God, I can't remember her name. Yuhua. Yuhua Hamasaki. But they, exactly. I can't remember her name. And she's the one that, oh, my God, poor you got so embarrassing at this drag can. You know, the, you know, if you guys don't know this, World of Wonder charges the drag queens for their booth at DragCon. And you, a lot of the queens, what they do is they'll just all chip in together, unless they're a big name like Trixie or something. And they'll chip in together and get their own little booth. It's very... You know, it's just almost like a little booth, and then they share. They go, I'll do this hour from this hour, and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there are people like Trixie and big names who they ran out the booth themselves, but like Trixie had a line around the building. Alaska did too, you know? Yeah. Uh, and Yuha paid like a lot of money for like, like a Trixie sized booth. And she even had people that they could do VIP passes, and no one bought them. And like, 
because she thought like, oh, we can skip the line, and it's just like it was just so sad. She was sitting there, no one wanted Yuha Hamasaki. Why did she think everybody would be so excited to see her? Well, know, but think... that's what that's what we're that's exactly what you're saying is that she just sort of assumed, like I think a lot of these girls assume that they're going to be beloved. I am sure to some degree, Silky left the first couple of days that those episodes were taped thinking I got this in the bag. They, everybody in the world's going to, and you and you and you, you're going to love me. Mm-hmm. And she may be at this point thinking, Oh shit, I'm getting a lot of really negative feedback from people. This did not go the way I expected it to. But maybe she knows what's coming down the week. She knows what's coming down the pike. We don't No, uh, I know, but, but I'm just saying in the moment mm-hmm. when this was filmed back in May, like you said, oh, yeah. when she went back to her hotel room, she just thought, well, I'm, I've got this in the bag. No, she doesn't realize. And, and I, who doesn't listen to what's the tea? Silky Nutmeg Ganache, you can tell, is the, the poster child and what Rue and Michelle talk about. She's tr- now a lot of these queens are, but Silky is just to an extreme trying to produce herself. And ultimately, the more you try and produce yourself, the harder you fall. No, I, I, you and I agree. You and I get that. Stop but Silky in me. the moment didn't. But that's another example of what I'm talking about. Those untucked. They were all talking mm-hmm. when they were putting on their makeup, talking about how extra she's being, and talking about she's trying to get screen time. They, you know, the more she acts out, the more the mm-hmm. cameras are going to be on her. I yeah. feel like Ariel and somebody else was talking about that. So it's the camera has become the producers have, in a way, I feel this season or at least this episode, become the sixteenth queen have become part of the show. Whereas before it was about the Queens on the show, Mm -hmm. the show is the show itself has almost become part of the vernacular, not vernacular. That's the wrong word, but part of the narrative. And I, I, I'm not crazy about that. I'm really not. All right. Well, let's see how the episode plays out. One more thing before we go. It's Silky's reaction to Miley seemed genuine, but why would you look at the crew person and go, hold on, come here. You must be a celebrity undercover. Did you think Did she say, I just heard her say, come on, come here. And if, and okay, that holds not even the picking up part, but the, where she had her right up in her face and screamed right in her face was my anxiety level <laughs> through the roof. I was just like, I can't imagine somebody screaming that close to my face, but there might've been a genuine way. You could kind of see Silky putting the pieces together and realizing this is somebody I didn't hear her say, you must be somebody. No, no, famous. no, no, no. She didn't. But I'm just saying that, that that's what you heard her inner dialogue say. Uh huh. But why would you look at that crew member and go like, even though you would go like, maybe cause she saw the boobs in the beard and she's like, there's something up. They did. They did no attempt to hide Miley's boobs. Well, but the, the rumor is that, that I saw was that they didn't, Nobody was paying any attention to her, but they wanted to have that moment, which is why they had Miley go right up in somebody's face. Oh, because they and she went up. She went up to Akira, right? Didn't she fix like yes, Akira's mic? mic? But then, I, if I remember correctly, Akira kind of looked at her for a second, like, "Wait a minute!" And I feel like Silky picked up on that. Yeah, you can. That's what I'm saying. It, it looked really real, but I just don't think if, if Miley Cyrus was doing like, I would just think, oh, look at this transgender person. I wouldn't think that must be uh, Miley Cyrus. Also, the thing you hear is like, why did they go with the hand? Which I don't mind the Hannah Montana theme song. Why wouldn't they do? I don't think they've done Wrecking Ball on the show, have they? But, that's what that's what Trixie won All Stars to. Oh, okay. Then how come when she was ripping out her hair? Oh, but then another what a, stupid floor length dress. But that's neither here nor there. But then what about uh, they've done Party in the USA? 
What could be? I mean, I guess that's a fine one. Then the only other, what else could they do? The what climb. Else? Oh, the climb. But yeah, but I think they probably wanted something kind of upbeat for the first episode. But yeah, you don't do like a big giant song like that at the at the first episode. What's the one? Um, we can't stop. We won't stop. Oh, but that's not, isn't that uh, isn't that Lord or something? No, that's Miley Cyrus. Oh, oh, no, I was thinking about Royals. I'm old. No, Royals. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to check your feed immediately after the West Coast premiere of each brand new episode for a first response, and then every Friday afternoon for the complete recap. Until then, for Tate of the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away. Until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Drag Race Recap. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. For bonus content and to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash dragracerecap. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Twitter and Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's B E T A N C E. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. You can also find other Afterthought Media shows like Hello Uglies at HelloUglies.com and Catching Up at CatchingUpPodcast.com. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media production.